The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and disciple there with him whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to his disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The regular attendees of this regular Wednesday service must wonder what is going on tonight. Thanks to Father Peter, we have invaded St. Joseph's. We are refugees, members of the 45th annual North Carolina pilgrimage to the Allegheny Highlands of Virginia. We couldn't meet as usual at Craig Healing Springs for our weekend over Father's Day. And here we are, some from our group intending to come in 2021 to the mountains. We're here from various parts of the state, from Maryland, Virginia, and there are some from the past, even from 1977, when we began out of the Blessed Sacrament Parish in Burlington, North Carolina. When I first learned that the campsite in Virginia could not receive us this year, I thought of the book of Job and not that verse from the epistle to the Romans about, for those who love God, things work together for good. We sometimes forget that at the moment and only remember it a long time later. Because of our being in Raleigh, we could have reunions with so many pilgrims from the past, our past 45 years that we couldn't have had in the mountains. Praise God for all who are here. What do we do when we get to the mountains on Friday? Well, the first thing we do is to thank God for safe arrivals. Some of those country mountain roads used to be more treacherous than they are now. And we ask the protection of the Lord and throne the Blessed Mother, her image, 
enthrone her as the patroness of our hours together. And at nightfall, we make a procession, chanting the chaplet of divine mercy. We're going to do that following Mass, and all are invited to join us as we make our way to the shrine of Our Lady of the Rosary that faces Pool Road. We bless and sprinkle holy water. We sing a hymn. And invariably, we pray the prayer of the angel. Sister Sylvia Cottle of the Legion has led us for so many years in this church in that prayer of the angel. You know, the apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary in Fatima were wondrous events. But in a category all its own was the apparition of the angel, the angel of Portugal or the angel of peace, who appeared to the three young visionaries the year before in 1916. Three times he said some short prayers with them, and on one occasion he modeled out how he wanted them to say the prayer. We say it kneeling down, which is fine. But he wanted the children to pray it in even a more uh, sign of prostration. Sister Cottle read us that prayer. I'm going to get down and pray it the way, try to pray it the way the angel did. The problem is getting up. But I've been told that servers are provided to. Get me standing again, if they can. Now in the past, when we go to the mountains, I ask the children, and even the youth, if they will, to join us. Don't let me be just alone. I need peer support. I mean, not peer support. The youth to help me. And sister, you and the others who know that prayer, When we get into position, lead us. I may not be able to say it because this microphone might act up if I'm on the floor and it gets dislodged. And it's one more thing to distract. It is amazing. The first thing the angel wanted them to do is to have this sense of wonder at God to adore him to recognize that he has a life in the Trinity before the world was created, that he is worthy of worship, and that only when we have an awe before the mystery of God, it's only then that we can try to do the rest. The angel wanted them to know the importance of making an offering of Christ in the Mass for the whole world, for sinners, and to ask the mediation of the heart of Jesus and the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now that's what he taught them 
on his third visit. It is an amazing legacy. These were two children, maybe seven years old, and Lucia, a few years older than Francisco and Jacinta. We're trying to recapture some of the spirit of three days in the mountains in about four or five hours here. Is anybody going to help me out? You've got a, a moment to decide. St. Joseph usually responds. I'm going to get on the floor any, anyway. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Remember that song? Okay. Come on, Will. You did it as a boy. <laughs> Let the prayer begin. Thank you, dears. Mary and Joseph may have had Jesus in their home day after day, but they made an annual pilgrimage to Jerusalem. Christian people would like to go to the Holy Land or Rome or Fatima or Lourdes. For these two springs, these sites have not been too welcoming. But we are making a pilgrimage tonight to Calvary. When Mary and Joseph made a pilgrimage, when the son was 12, there was a chapter recorded in Scripture of the lost boy, or so he appeared to them. They're tr trying moments, anxious times in our various pilgrimages. And not to speak of the so-called pilgrimage of life. The pilgrimage to Calvary was costly for Jesus. For Mary and the others. Jesus' Aunt Mary and the Madeline and John. What did they do? And St. John puts it so simply. They were standing by. They couldn't change things. They couldn't say stop. If God had wanted to, he could have sent down the legion of angels and taken care of those soldiers. That was not in the plan. 
They stood by, Stabat Mater, the mother was standing by. You know, uh, we know the value of people who stand by us in our um, low times when we fail. When everything goes wrong. They stood by, they honored Christ, they suffered with him, they sympathized. They were present and they owned him. We are with him. And all of us are standing by tonight in the way that Jesus has invited us to attend what we call the Mass and to make alive his his redemptive moment. We always sing a hymn. We usually sing a hymn in the course of the sermon. And there's one we particularly like at Craig Springs, which has always had a number of youth attending, and strangely, more boys than girls, more young men than young women. Maybe it's because there's a lot of sports, and it's a very active time as well as a time of prayer. The hymn that I'm going to ask the service to pass out, um, I think it's right there. Yes, we've got to get them swiftly moving to all parts of the church. No, it's the other one, I think. This is for later. Thank you. Try to find a place that nobody else is going to. Everybody can have one. And son, I want you to give these to the fathers and the deacon. This hymn was written by a 16-year-old boy. It was the only thing we know that he ever wrote. He went into a church in Montreal for an evening service. And he came out and he wrote these four verses. And he sent them to his aunt in um, California, I think Los Angeles. And eventually she found some music to go with them and they became much loved all over the English-speaking world. William R. Featherstone is his name. We know absolutely nothing more except that he died in his early 20s. And um, his legacy is this hymn. It's so simple. It is what we do in our hearts. We express a love for Jesus. And let's, let's make this song resonate. Even if the first verse isn't going to be familiar... I think by the second or third verse, every voice in this church can be singing it.
Let's stand. My Jesus, I love thee. So you need your own copy. Play it, just play it through just a little bit.
we bring you, Lord, our intentions of so many sorts for the world, the church, our lives, and those of our loved ones. We pray for the needs and the intentions of our Pope, our Bishop, our pastors. And we lay these prayers before the privileged place of the altar, the altar of Calvary. We make our prayers in the powerful name of Jesus Christ and asking the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. Amen. Please be seated and I'll tell you what comes next. In our pilgrimages, we ask the young ladies to bring forward flowers and place them in the mountains we have an icon of the Immaculate Heart here we're using your beloved statue which comes out in May on a table and stays uh, watching over the church from its pedestal there against the wall We decorate the little shrine as a sign of the children coming to the Immaculate Mother knowing that she can make the way to Jesus for us so fast. Rather than give you another sheet to look at words, why don't we just let the Lord's hymn the simple words which we know so well come out in a gentle way as the girls come forward and perform again this year this little rite for us. Immaculate Mary, your praises we sing. You reign now splendor with Jesus our King. Ave, Ave, Ave Maria. Ave, Ave Maria.
in the basket, there are little intentions, little pieces of paper with the profound intentions of the pilgrims of the North Carolina pilgrimage to the Allegheny Highlands. And whether yours got into the basket or not, uh, it is all put into Mary's heart for the heart of Jesus. And now the young men will prepare the altar for the celebration of the Eucharist. And you have on the back of... uh, the song sheet that was passed out, an old Marian hymn, which was the favorite hymn to Mary of the military services of Great Britain. Whenever they would gather in Lourdes, they would sing this old hymn to Mary. And we have been using it at St. Joseph's for 20 years and at Craig Springs for longer than that. Raise your voices, veils and mountains. And I'm so glad to be flanked at the altar by Father Peter, Father Lourdes Rajalapati, the deacon. Thank you.